Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjo Gall. Hello, and uh, welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And our topic for today is shifting from digital new to now. Our guest for today is Marianne Mark, who is the Chief Information Officer with Ritchie Brothers. Hi, Marianne. How are you? Hi, Sanjo. I'm great. Thank you for having uh, me. Oh, the pleasure is all ours. So I hope you're enjoying the holiday season and uh, looking forward to the 2018. How's the plan going for you? Well, it is a very busy, busy year for us. Uh, looking forward into 2018, we're going to be focused a great deal on integration with um, Iron Planet, a company that we acquired in June. And we are well down the path to integration, but we are taking on some of the big heavy lifting in 2018. And we have a significant effort where we're going to be adopting their auction management system. So I can answer more questions about that as we go through the interview, if you'd like. Oh, that's beautiful. So now, now, given that you know, uh, it's it's any any organization, including yours, digital is the digital transformation. I'm sure is is part of your agenda, right? A huge part of your agenda, and we see everyone out there is also talking about going through this transformation. But then there is experimentation going on, proof of concepts being done, and. There has to be a point where we say, okay, so yeah, that's great. That's some good learning. We know what we should work on versus not. And then it should start becoming mainstream. Am I being too anxious or do you think it's just right about the time when honeymoon should be over? Well, I find in um, many companies the uh, taking an experiment to being actually a part of everyday business can be a challenge, uh, especially because some of those experiments may not necessarily result in revenue generation, or they may not be a value stream that you need to have as part of your business ongoing. Um, So it really depends upon where everyone is in terms of their digital transformation journey. But for some companies, um, you know, like at Ritchie Brothers, We've been digital for a long time. We um, started out with a simulcast capability so that when we run auctions, they run live and they run online at the same time. And we've been doing that since 2001. So half of all of our transactions have been online with online bidders. But we still have a lot of legacy in the back room. So the challenge there is that you know, for our employees, we still have a lot of paper processes. We, you know, we're missing out on really some of the efficiency gains that going digital would bring us. So that's just, you know, that's just one example. Um, you know, one of the things that so we, in June, we acquired Iron Planet and everyone there, a true hallmark of a digital company, they all work online. All of the information they need to do a great job for customers is there the data and information that they need. So, you know, for many companies, they're in very different phases. Most companies have adopted, you know, they've had to, to be where their customers are. But some are really, you know, haven't quite made it in their mobile journey. Or um, some really haven't harnessed data to build great products yet. 
But, um, you know, where we are, we're sort of in that middle phase and looking at where do we really invest for the biggest bang for our customers and our company. So, given the stage that you're in, and, and uh, you're right that there could be two levels at which people could be all going all the way, and if, if they have a very strong revenue case, then of course they can keep going, and they may have already made significant progress. But then we also have situations where it is shown as a transformation, where the transformation, till the time it's completely done, will not create the like the final uh, value that we all dream of. And we still have to sell it because without the funding, it will never see the daylight. And what has been seen by many organizations is they start a journey. They would try to go out and get a piece funded. And when they move forward, since they don't, the, the business stakeholders don't see the, the value truly created tangible value and to the level that they expected, they start becoming disheartened, disenchanted, and they almost pull the plug, or in some cases, they actually pull the plug. Mm-hmm. How can we prevent that from happening? Because this is happening way too often. Well, I think this is one of the biggest challenges that every CIO or CTO faces, uh, because many cases, the foundational technology is not in place. They have legacy systems, they have some newer applications, but they may struggle a great deal to be able to expose all the value those applications bring in the form of services that can be exposed to customers through mobile applications or web applications. So the challenge is how do you address you know, bringing to life, let's say it's an inventory management system or um, another application that actually would have a lot of value if your customers could directly access it. So those foundational projects, I think, are probably the most challenging. And the foundational work has to be done on an ongoing basis. It actually requires an ongoing investment. So the first thing that the, you know, the CIO has to do is actually create a good plan for that foundational transformation, but also has to deliver customer-facing value along the way. So some projects can end up thinking, oh, it's going to take us two or three years to actually get there, but you must deliver something of value, something tangible for customers in less than one year. Most companies, you know, now have agile processes and they're able to deliver ongoing enhancements every two weeks or every week. But that's because the company has invested in that value stream. They have dedicated technology people and dedicated product people. And it's a living, breathing thing now. For example, your online web presence or your mobile application. They do require ongoing investment. But for those back-of-house transformations that really open up the world uh, for your customers, uh, those really take um, some very deep planning and deep commitment. But I would also say that you can't go that commitment alone. Uh, The CIO should always have a partner in the business. So your business transformation, in order for it to actually happen, and hit your, you know, work really well with your customers, 
your product operations and marketing people have to be part of that effort from the very beginning. And you have to be able to get to pilot, do some demonstration, and then break down that big project into chunks so that you are are delivering a visible value in less than a year. Because otherwise those projects, I've, I don't see them be, I've, I've seen multi-year projects fail pretty consistently because, um, you know, people sort of lose their patience and they also, um, you know, your business leaders dealing with the risk of the money you're spending on those projects, they start to get pretty, uh, <laughs> you know, they start to lose patience over time. And, and you know, this problem of uh, long uh, long planned projects or things which are very monolithic th- those are things of the past so that's we understand and then I think I ho- I'm hoping that more and more leaders are becoming intelligent about how much they chop out the project so that they're manageable bite-sized chunks which you can get done now that that part said coming to the digital side it seems and this is just my uh, I, I'm, I'm just sensing that there is a sense of a fear or uncertainty about are we ready yet to embrace digital to the fullest because of which there is a lot more experimentation that's going on than I would have imagined in a given context, in a given organization before they'll say, okay, let's roll it out. Way too many POCs and then there is way too much analysis paralysis because they feel it's too new, we are not equipped for it our people have no background in it and so we got to test it a little more test it a little more why is that do you think we are we 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 really are not ready after all this effort well i would say um in our company we're not in that place um primarily because we um well we 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 made some very big bets, and you could say we acquired some of our digital transformation by um, acquiring a company that is was a pure online player for the last 18 years. And so we have our plate full with a great roadmap for transformation. You can't lose sight, you know, we can't lose sight of our customers along the way, and that is something that everyone must think about. And with a proof of concept or why we might get stuck in analysis paralysis would be because we have an uncertainty about the value and we have an uncertainty about how to pull it off. This is why companies absolutely have to fund their digital channels on an ongoing basis and make that investment in the technology skills and the product skills and the customer experience skill sets without that investment and that ongoing care and feeding of what should be a true value stream for the company they're not going to make it so they haven't set themselves up in some cases if they feel like oh we're you know we're lost in analysis paralysis they haven't maybe set themselves up to really be live and to test live with their customers, to be able to do a small little release here and there and to see, is that resonating? Is it leading to more conversions? Is it delighting our customers and making our 
site sticky for them and making them want to come back? Is the experience frictionless? Is it easy for them? Are they getting hung up and stuck along the way? Uh, I, I think you, you know, companies have to actually, to make that shift, it has to be not just a one-time thing or a marketing blast or something like that. It actually has to be a going concern that is funded on a regular basis and whose value is measured on a regular basis. So what you just said about uh, people should be doing this experimentation, and that's exactly what I'm referring to, that they are doing only experimentation. They are, like what you what you just mentioned, that, okay, go ahead and try it with customer life. Okay, they, they try it, but then they want to do yet another trial and yet another trial and not actually take it mainstream. So at what point would somebody feel that, okay, I have really done all the possible trials before I put it in production and roll it out, you know, go full throttle. What's holding back? Well, um, I I would also say um, to continue to churn around that. If com- if com- companies are churning, then they have a bigger problem. <laughs> so then they're having a lot of difficulty really determining what is going to resonate with my customers and what are customers picking up. Because you have to look at what is the money we are spending on this experimentation and what is the minimum that we need in order to be able to turn it into revenue for our company. So I would say if companies find themselves stuck, then they have to pause They may need to put some of those programs on hold while they assess what do customers need the most, what is going to give value to the company, what is really going to increase revenue. So, for example, they may not have a good way to measure it in in some cases. Maybe they're doing some marketing, me too, uh, we're innovative kind of uh, experimentation. But if there isn't a way to measure what kind of revenue or value that brought into the company, then it's, you know, it's probably just that, a flash in the pan. And, it, and if it's not really producing recurring revenue, it's not worth doing. So I would say um, companies must measure, you know, the uh, effects of their efforts. And um, we're in a business at Ritchie Brothers where we sell very high value um, equipment. And so we can do very targeted one-on-one marketing and we can show that return on investment from a digital marketing side. Uh, I've also worked in other industries where we sold very high value equipment and it's very important to have an attribution model so that you can see, ah, when I invested in this marketing channel, I can, I can show through you know, the clickstream data all up until the sale, what did my customer use as the way to get into the site? Which marketing vehicle? Then you can measure those marketing vehicles. How much did we spend on them and how much revenue did they bring in? Those kinds of attribution models are a great way to actually run your online business. And if you don't have a way to measure it, I would say, you know, it's very hard to know if your bets are really placed in the right places and are going to pay off. Um, So, uh, 
does that answer that question of frustration or no, do no, you no, think no, no, it, 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 it does i mean it does and it's it's a it's a viewpoint where the approach that they have been taking is 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 different for like suppose in your case you are taking uh, a very measurable approach versus you know like you're throwing spaghetti on the wall to see what sticks that's what you're saying is that your experimentation also should be very measurable exactly and, and that would that would make the same. So let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And then let's look at besides the, the point uh, solution of like suppose taking something very measurable, let's look at the difference between the companies who have actually been able to scale their operations, their, uh, the, the approach they take to running their business into a digital now versus other people who are just experimenting what did they do differently or more or new in terms of adopting digital so that they are no longer uh, a digital wannabes? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back. So, Marion, here people have a very small percentage. We've noted a small percentage of companies who made much better or much, they've gone much far in, in terms of making progress and, and, and shift from digital new to now. If you were to do a postmortem, of course you don't have details for every company that has done it, but what do you see are the common fundamentals which would have helped them to drive that shift much better than the others? I think the first thing that makes a big difference is that all of the leadership in the company believe that they must, it's an imperative to transform. Uh, because they will not be where their customers are if they don't. 
we have to reach all of our customers wherever they are today. So they're on their mobile devices. Uh, they're all, everyone is working online. And we have to reach customers where they are in a meaningful way and in a way that maybe transforms the way they and interact with the world. So, you know, we know we've seen the big digital disruptors like Uber and Netflix, of course, that actually change the way people are consuming. And we're right in the middle of a pretty significant upheaval around that. This year, there were a record number of store closings because everyone has really made that big shift to online. And so companies actually have to think about these big seismic shifts and how well they are going to be able to compete in a world that is transforming very rapidly. So a big challenge for companies is to, is to actually, you know, where to start. I, most companies, as we know, already have that online presence, but they maybe haven't really harnessed differentiating capabilities for their customers. And it's identifying the things that are going to matter the most and bring the most value that really helps a company be successful. So it isn't just about being the flashiest, but it's also about being having the most staying power and providing goods, services, whatever that company has to offer in a way that really resonates and meets the customer's needs. Um, at Ritchie Brothers, we're in a B2B space. So we have to think about our customers they're running their business. They're making big investments. What are all of the capabilities we can provide online? One thing we do is financing. Um, but those actually make it a lot easier for our customers to transact with us. Um, and we want to be very sticky with them, too. So we have a lot of things in the works, too, that are you know, very digitally based products that make a big difference to those customers with asset disposition and pricing predictions and a lot of different services that are going to help them do a better job. So that that is really a big thing is what does it really mean to us? What does that transformation mean to us? I think all companies have to ask themselves that. So if you are to go digital, I know you could have coexistence of some legacy, and but then you are really leaving something on the table. And we understand at the same time, if you, if you try to go holistic, then you will be waiting and that nobody wants to do. What is it that we can do so that organizations embrace the idea about progress being better than perfection, but at the same time, they are also able to drop the legacy at some point to say, guys, we have to go full digital, and, and draw a line somewhere. Because we still see, while people talk digital, and they complain, okay, I've got some legacy. Some of the legacy they let go, but still there is there is a portion of business or stakeholders fighting tooth and nail to say, I want to keep this legacy. So legacy never goes away. So you never become fully digital. Well, that is, I think, something that almost everyone faces uh, the fact of the matter is, when we talk about legacy, too, it's really how old is it? Is it technology from the 80s and 90s, or is it more modern? Um, I, would, I would encourage everybody to think about the fact that 
you you don't really have to replace everything, but you do need to expose the capabilities. So from a technology standpoint, creating a service layer on top of a legacy application, let's say it's a legacy inventory application, by creating a service layer and an API on top of that application, then you can unlock the information inside of it. And so investing in that middle tier layer is critical for companies because the whole point is to be able to expose capability to your mobile applications and your web apps and be able to let the world get into all of those and and harness the data and information inside of them. So that middle layer strategy is incredibly important. It also creates a facade on top of those old legacy applications where you can then change the application, but you have that middle layer to create that abstraction so that that change out can be managed appropriately with the right amount of change. So that's a very important strategic um, consideration in all of your legacy applications. It does mean that investment in that middle tier is important. So what you just explained is a fantastic example of us understanding the plumbing and be able to tackle it very well. But now think the customer in means outside in approach when you are digital, you're trying to go digital, you want to optimize every possible way to offer the customer a chance to engage with you in a brand new, more effective, more interactive, more engaging way. If you carry some legacy, doesn't it pull you down a couple of notches, perhaps, in being able to deliver that ultimate experience to your customer because that's the very reason you started that journey. So even though you created your internal integration and other things, isn't that a compromise to where you actually want it to go from a customer standpoint? I think, uh, of course, it depends. Most of the delightful experiences for customers require you actually setting the data and information free and to be able to deliver it in a more real-time basis. So those are some of the technology investments with streaming and you know, um, back office data lakes, et cetera, that can actually expose information to customers in a more real-time basis. Because that means you're interacting with them in real-time. I think a lot of very high-value add types of features and functions for customers really have that going for them. They really operate in real time. So for example, say I'm an e-commerce company. If I can actually show a a shopper ah, that I have that inventory and it's available at this store and we can package it up for your pickup and it's located near you or we can deliver it. Those are the kinds of things that really have that instantaneous gratification for customers. So I would say you have to think about that experience. It must start with a customer experience. And there are times when you have to cobble things together in order to be able to get that experiment to to actually shine. But if you see, wow, that really resonated or did it not resonate? 
I think a lot of different companies have been experimenting with deliver, delivery and finding like, wow, there's a smaller adoption set. Expect that to probably grow over time. But, it, um, but you know, that's a, I think that's a good example of, you know, uh, not everybody's ready for delivery all the time. <laughs> but, in, uh, but in China, they certainly are because they're very used to having delivery all the time. So at any rate, um, you know, there's times when you have to actually do, you know, have an imperative. The imperative is incredibly important. We will do X. Everyone in the company works towards that end. And then we measure the results of that. So I think that you, companies have to really watch the trends that are happening all over the world, looking at how consumers are changing, looking at how companies are changing, and really thinking about what are the most delightful experiences that we can create that are going to keep everybody coming back. No, one is to be able to uh, do that experience or create that experience for all parties involved but then how do you um, not reduced in its in, in in its thunder and and maximize while like you know what you as you mentioned like you know preserving your IT investments are we saying that we are able to get away with with what we truly wanted because when you said you use the word imperative, but isn't that imperative subject to an individual or a group's perception of what's the best possible? Well, you won't get there if you don't <laughs> embrace some of those big transformations as a company. You know, you you uh, without those big targets and big ideas, then you're really not taking an appropriate amount of risk. Some companies may be being too conservative. If we just keep operating this way, people have loved us for years, those are the companies that are probably going to get caught short. Because they will become more and more irrelevant. Companies are competing with innovation in a way today like they never have before. So it is an, it should be an imperative to companies to do that. Um, it stretches your technology organizations, though, to the extreme in some cases. So when you find something that really works, sometimes, frequently, you know, companies haven't actually operationalized these innovations to the extent that they can operate them at scale. And that's often a challenge we find ourselves in as CIOs. Hey, it was great, and it took off. But now we actually need to operate it for thousands of people or maybe even over a million people. And that's when um, a lot of our really hard work <laughs> begins, is operationalizing a success story. At the same time, we also have to really tune it to say, oh, it's great and it's super popular. Are we maximizing revenue? Are we making money from this, this great service that we've now provided? Is it profitable for us? Where do we need to tune it? All of those kinds of things on an ongoing basis are, are truly required for us. So let's take a quick break, listeners. But when we come back, let's look at situations where things don't go well, right? Because you may have uh, experimented with something. In theory, that particular approach to going digital makes sense. When you tried it, it did not go as well with the customers. 
And that could be a limited data point because you may not have experimented enough. And if it is failing, then maybe people at the top say, yes, we have to go with this and there is imperative. But people who are mid-managers, for example, who are asked to experiment or conduct that experiment or, or, or get it done and bring the results back, how many times will they be allowed to bring a result back which is negative and still given the permission to go and continue this? How, how do we prevent a disconnect between an imperative to go digital and then shooting people's down, uh, people's idea or experimentation down and, and, and losing your patience in the process? So there is sometimes a disconnect between what we say and when, we, when it comes down to the brass tacks, then we lose steam or back out. How do we prevent that from happening? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, stakeholders say yes. Let's go for it. Go digital. Experimentation starts. And not every experimentation or not every experiment is successful. So, you have to go back and report it. Maybe some tweaks. You go back and report yet again that this is not going well. How far does stakeholder or like the, the, the executive management, in your view, is staying positive after getting one bad news after another after another? I think it is. Um, we, uh, we often see mistakes be, go down in historic memory of companies. And that mistake will get brought up again and again and again. And the good things and the good intentions that that mistake started with 
are um, then trotted out all the time. So that's a true sign that a company actually hasn't embraced failure as a way to learn and risk-taking overall as an organization. But um, So I think we all see that happen. But mostly it's because it's the historic pain of having invested money and not getting a return on it. And the pressures on companies today to show a return on investment is probably at an all-time high, as companies must show uh, to the street, especially public companies, have to show an ongoing value for shareholders. And there's a lot of pressure there, especially on your CEO. So um, you have to make sure that those risks are measured and you need to talk about risk upfront in projects. I'll give you a couple of examples, though. Um, one uh, one thing we did at Ritchie Brothers, and I would call this a, you know, it was a, it was a great success, was we sell thousands of pieces of very large equipment at our sales. We may sell around. At our bigger sales, we're selling 8,000 to 10,000 pieces of equipment. We bring it all into a yard. Our big yards are over 100 acres in size. So if I'm looking for equipment, I have to go out in that yard and find it. Now, we're incredibly organized. The equipment's all lined up beautifully by equipment type. But what we did was on our mobile application, we put in a wayfinding um, tool so that a customer could put in a specific lot they're interested in and the map would point them and take them exactly to that piece of equipment on their mobile app. So it, was, it wasn't a huge investment, but what we didn't think quite enough about was it took a lot of work by the yard people to create the map to begin with. So it has a big payoff for a big sale. You know, it's a great piece of service. Maybe doesn't add to revenue. It's very convenient. But it's a lot of work for the yard people um, for smaller sales. And they don't really need it so much. So I think, you know, that was always trotted out as, and it was a little bit of a surprise, too, because we were working on one area. We're an agile team. And we made this switch now. I communicated it, but it's often, you know, trotted out as, oh, well, here's where that value stream, because we fund those streams every year, here's where that value stream didn't pay off. And we actually have to develop that new language for talking around what are the risks we're taking up front? What do we think some of the, what, what would we anticipate? So another example is I'd worked on a, very significant project that required new algorithms uh, and it was for doing online advertising and um, one-to-one marketing and the algorithms really required us as a team to create new technology it was brand new and as we embark on that those algorithms don't necessarily work out the first time and it they didn't, and we had to do a lot of tuning and refining and actually change the basis of the algorithms. That's a pretty expensive proposition. So um, I would say a lot of the heat comes down on the technology person's head, but you also need those tools for talking. The tools for talking meaning we're inventing something new. We're going to have to go through a pilot phase. Does everyone have the stomach for the risk we're going to take. Uh, 
as we invent these, these new capabilities because they may not work the first time through. Truly innovative technology companies have that in their DNA. Experimentation, trying, and that's why in some cases, you know, they make those very significant investments in technology. If you recall, Amazon operated without producing a profit for many years, but they de- in that process, they developed truly cutting-edge technologies. So we have to really prepare our leadership for the risks that we're going to take when we're inventing something new, the challenges that may occur, and then if it's brought up again as an antidote of failure, we can also then have the words to say, but it was a risk. We took a risk. We experimented. This is what we learned, and this is how we apply that going forward. What you just mentioned almost seems to uh, convey that the technology leader has to take the protagonist's role in getting an innovation through. But if you were to look at any digital initiative before you slap technology on it, it has to have some underlying process changes or improvements or transformation. That means your business unit leader has to first step up and ask the same question, but in a different context, which is, do you have the stomach to, you know, can you handle this change in the process or change in the way we do business before the technology guy says, this is what technology can do for you. So who is supposed to lead with the baton and, and then pass it along to the next group? What would work best? Well, um, absolutely. The most successful transformations are team efforts. They are a, they, they must be a partnership of product and operations and marketing. They absolutely have to be. The, the operations folks need to be really well informed of any risks. The marketing team needs to get very excited about what we're going to be doing for customers. But it has to be a team play. I think a lot of technologists can sometimes forget this. I know I do. I often, I get so excited about the technology pieces of it, which we're just, you know, it's just a part of our DNA that we always have to remember that, you know, at the end, that transformation really happens when it's successfully rolled out to customers. And that means everybody has to have, you know, go the distance, do the rollout, be very collaborative in their design. Those are the projects that are really, really successful. And everybody's pulling together to make it a success. So it's really a partnership from the very beginning that has to take place. Every technologist has to work side by side with their product leader or their marketing leader to be able to describe what the outcomes are going to be and describe the risks. Um, you know, create that product vision, but then also, you know, describe how we're going to get there. And that that requires a very deep partnership with those teams. So imagine you experimented in, in say, one area. And we'll take a quick break and we'll come and discuss this, but I want to set the context. If you you started the journey and you said, yes, this is not going to be like a holistic change in one shot, but then you go partial mode, 
that means you're going to deploy technology, you're going to change some processes. You'll, you'll literally go and, and, and do this partial rip and replace. But then comes the time when you start looking at another piece, you, it might dawn on you that, okay, I have to do something more, means I have to again rip and replace. And all of this is very expensive. So are you saying that if we go the bite-size approach, we have to be ready to take a significant chunk of throwaway work, or we should expect that there will be a lot of throwaway work before you will reach to that holy grail? Is that how digital transformation will come about, or we can be smarter about it? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back at Explore. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So the whole idea about us going digital to make it successful is we have to start somewhere. We have a partial mode. We have to go in. And then you might go ahead and go to the next phase. But then you figure out what you did in the first cut. Could be throwaway work or at least it'll have to be ripped and replaced yet again. That means a lot of leakage, a lot of money spent to get to finally the, the holy grail stage. Can we, we be smarter in approaching this? I think one of the things that gets in the way of us being smarter is that that sense of urgency can be overwhelming, that it's hard to see beyond the next target capability or enhancement. So um, one of the things that is required from from the team as a whole is we design customer experiences and we think about what is going to be the most value is 
we think about on the back end, how we're going to expose that value on an ongoing basis. And throwaway work will definitely be part of it. You have to accept some of that because it's true as we do a prototype and we expose that, we may need to throw some some technology away as it's becoming popular now. It's worth an ongoing investment. That is truly a challenge for us. But it's more important, I think, for us to think about the eventuality of if we provide this experience, what will people want next? What do we think is going to add a lot of value to that? To be able to plan out a little bit more beyond that first hill is a pretty critical, um, you know, critical thing to think about what else would will, will really add to that experience. Um, experience. But in my experience, uh, there is always a little bit of throwaway work, but it's important to see it as you are undertaking it and to um, make uh, be a little bit more um, predictive around what you're going to have to do. So there are two things at play here. One, you go in partial uh, consciously, Second is the very definition of what you see as digital or for that matter more than you or any of us for that matter. The customer, the way customer sees digital, even that definition is morphing. So the throwaway work is not going to be any less going forward because the way the innovation is happening, the way the customers are shifting in the way they want to be communicated with or the way they want to uh, consume something. Even that shifting. I I do think that we have to make pretty deliberate um, decisions about which investments are short term and which ones are longer term. And when you said the phrase, you know, digital new to digital now, the thing that came into my mind is that digital new is an innovation that we're trying for the first time. Digital now means we actually have a channel, an online channel, a mobile channel, um, and those are longer-term investments. And those do require uh, a different level of investment. They just do. Ongoing um, capabilities, figuring out how we're going to unlock that value for customers. So when we think about how to govern and how to manage these, We actually have to consider that we're going to be paying for these things on an ongoing basis and we're going to be measuring and managing the revenue that comes from them. Those are just the stakes to play. Um, So companies actually really need to realize, oh, no, I didn't just go pay an outside firm to build me a mobile app and I'm done. I'm one and done. It actually requires ongoing investment. And so, you know, you have to really... Think about that, that um, I just had a baby and I'm going to need to take care of it for a while. Uh, The other um, thing that you mentioned there is um, if we do see that we're kind of throwing away things or throwing things at a wall and seeing what sticks, then we actually have to look at our strategy. We have to go back and say, you know, we're kind of groping around in the dark here. We have to actually go back and look to see how effective our the things that we have put out there. Um, And we have to have a good pipeline um, process for looking at ideas, 
and determining which ones really merit the investment for taking them live as products. And, and that's an important, that innovation pipeline is very important for companies and to have the governance structure to be able to make decisions about what, what really is most important. I'd also say that the, and, you know, the throwaway work can be a little demoralizing to your teams, too. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, you have to also look closely at what it is taking to operate and operationalize your innovations. That's a pretty key thing. That's an area that often, you know, people in the back room are scrambling and really can't maintain, effectively maintain that. So things will break. Customers will get dissatisfied. And your portfolio has to have a balance of, you know, really spending the money to operationalize the critical things um, and having, you know, and reserving some for new innovation. And that's a, that's a big challenge for companies. One last question is most companies are fearing from dipping their, you know, uh, toe or maybe swimming in the digital is because they don't know how will they manage. What would be their governance model? Because as you change different aspects of your business, the governance model would shift as well. And governance means to bring stability. And if you've got a moving target of what governance means, God bless us all, how will we manage anything? So how do we tackle that? That's the last question. we got less than a minute. All right. Well, I think most companies are finding themselves in uh, two modes. The traditional mode is that you have operations and then you have capital for investment and that capital goes to projects. But for the last eight years, I've worked in the model where that is partially true, maybe for um, a half or two thirds of your um of your capital, but the other part of your capital is reserved for improvements made by dedicated teams that are devoted to your digital channels, it's the size of the factory, and a product team that they work closely with, and that gets governed by consistent readouts and a measurement of revenue returns on those channels. So I think most of us are in that kind of a model today. It's very important that in that product model, that that product model shows back. Here's where we are being effective and how we are being effective. On behalf of the show and our listeners, I would like to really thank you, Marianne, because this is not an easy topic. And we know we are all struggling with it, but you beautifully handled it. And I'm sure listeners would have a, get a lot of value by just listening to your thoughts. So thanks so much. And uh, hope organizations will be able to move forward and effectively shift from digital new to now. Thank you. Thank you, Sanjo. And listeners, hope you enjoyed. You got a lot of value out of it. Listen to us, of course, through our podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and join our LinkedIn community and go ahead and join us for many more shows ahead. And this is our last show for 2017. So happy new year to everyone. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CTN. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless.
Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.